This week's episode of the STS Guys is brought to you by YardSalesSource.com. Miss out on Father Time's Objects of Desire the first time around? Fear not and take heed for YardSalesSource.com is the place for new, used, and nostalgic items both rare and collectible are up for grabs now with real-time video with descriptive shopping available on YouTube. Acquire what you desire, acquire what time forgot, acquire it now at YardSalesSource.com. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of the SDS Guys. I'm Jeremy. This is Leo. This is Nate. And I'm Scott. What is going on, everybody? Like I said, we have officially hit 14 episodes. 14. That is awesome. The big 1-4. Big 1-4. Big 1-4. Keep it moving. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I think I think one thing is, is, is pretty awesome. So we've been very, very consistent about making sure... That one we're, put, we're we're putting the podcast on because I know it's something that we all like to do together. Uh, but then two, like I said, there's actually been a ton of content to actually talk about. Um, you know, you know, over the course of time, I didn't realize how much shit that we actually have, like legit, like that we can actually put on the channel. Like I didn't think I thought we'd struggle for videos at some point, and it has not happened. It has it has not slowed down at all. And then I said, we've gotten so busy, we've had to add you know a fifth beetle to the mix. <laughs> <laughs> He's that weird guitarist that sits off in the corner, you know, when they're trying to play, just to, you know, the rhythm guitarist guy. <laughs> Nate, Nate, is that you? <laughs> that is me. Wow, wow. Man. The audience gets a little depressed when I come out on stage, but we have a good time nonetheless. <laughs> They're like, "Is that John?" Lennon? No, that's the that's the, oh, the that's backup Nate. guitar that's guy. Oh, guy. That's Nate. He's the new guy. He's the new guy. He's the new guy. We give we give Nate a hard time, but like I said, he's uh, he's definitely a welcome member of the crew here with a valuable SDS opinion. Thank you, sir. We need we Thank need you. someone that that actually likes DC stuff um, <laughs> to so that it keeps us. So in it's not, so it's such a balanced conversation. Yeah, so we actually can have some balance because. Yeah. Even though also, we went out and bought a DC comic, all of us, yeah. I'll still be the resident DC expert. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I will, I will bow my head to that because like, it, it'll, it'll always be that way. But honestly, right now, you know, to your point, though, like I said, comics wise, DC's kicking ass. Oh, dude, they're, <laughs> the, the Metal series. Oh, yeah. we talked about it on our first podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it has only gotten better from that first time. So. Well, we had uh, as you know, have we yeah, yeah. So yeah. we, we, we exactly. had some pickups this week so so Nate what, what, what did we pick up this week we picked up uh, Batman the Man Who Laughs it, which is part of the DC Metal series it's that standalone uh, love the comic book art on that too that Let's cover ask. is amazing yeah I love that the little cover. Robins and uh, that Batman looks really evil and nasty and I love he has that half Joker face going on. So no. yeah, I'm super excited to read that. No, one thing I said like that cover too. I, I love Jason Fabic's art. Fabic's oh. art, like I said, he just brings so much detail into a character. Like I said, mm-hmm. it just makes it look amazing. Well, and he is able to capture like kind of like a menacing thing without actually having it be too bad. Like all, I mean, the Batman thing in there, he's literally just standing there. You know, like that's all he's doing. But mm-hmm. the way he's standing and the, the look of everything. With all the chains and things around, like it's awesome. If anybody hasn't seen it, just look it up online. The cover for that, the, the foil cover specifically, yeah. um, is amazing. Yeah, we got a really nice taste of fabric with the button. His covers on that were just amazing, yeah. and he continues to impress every single time he's got a new cover. No, it, I, I him as a cover artist, like I said, it just it, it blows it blows me away. Every every everything. Well, and it's coming to a point too where I can actually. If he has a cover out there, I'm like, I, I automatically know I don't even need to look at the, look at the signature. Mm-hmm. It's automatically there. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, so we did that this week. Um, we also had a another uh, uh, kind of a couple things come in the mail as well. So, so we've dropped a couple of videos in regards to that. So, you know, our friend Half Geek uh, actually sent uh, us over a figure. So, so that figure is uh, that, that Grinch Chase uh, Funko Pop for my wife. So, so that was good. So, thank you again, Half Geek. So, if you haven't checked out that video, go ahead and check out that video. Uh, then Larry, uh, he snagged a couple of the Stanley, uh, basically cameo exclusives uh, from Walmart. Yeah. Uh, Those things were ridiculously inexpensive too. Surprisingly, yeah. Well, I said Walmart. Like I said that when they when they sell stuff, like I said eight seventy eight for for a pop. Like it's right. When you said what it was like sixteen bucks or something like yeah, that six, that he got that whole thing for sixteen mm-hmm. bucks, and it shipped to the he shipped to the store, so you had to pay shipping for it. But yeah, those things sold out in seconds. Yeah, it was ridiculous. When he had said that he got them, I went on because I was like, oh, I should go get one too, and they not a one. Like those things were gone. Yeah. It's like I said, they, they they pop up there and then they they, you gotta, they sell out and they're you, yeah. If you don't jump on it at the very beginning, you missed out. Yeah, uh-huh. if you ain't first, you're last. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, with That's that one thing, especially. Though. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be a collector of anything, you got to know when's the good time to jump on it and when to be ready for it when it does drop. Yeah, because yeah, I was looking to get a couple of those things, but it wasn't one of those where I was like so ready that I was gonna you know kind of keep watch on it so i was like i'll just wait till they're available and jump on and that was a mistake on my part yeah i mean i don't i don't collect funkos but even with mezco pre-orders you got to jump on those kind of fast especially if it's a mezco exclusive otherwise you're going to miss out it's like anything you know if you really want it you got to make sure that you're ready for it when it drops no that's that's it's getting more and more difficult to do that (laughs) just because i I know there's a couple of things that, that I've been after, I'm like, where I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, well, I have to go, you know, you know, take an early lunch at work and, and go, you know, you know, like wait. a like a little girl to uh, Hot Topic. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, <laughs> yeah. there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. um, or you know, or, or take the uh, the early lunch to go to uh, you know the Disney store. Calling Tinkerbell. Disney yeah, store calling, calling Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell. Um, I'm glad that we sent Larry to go do that because uh, watching him. Yell oh Tinkerbell! I think would be. I wish we got that on video. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> just to, to that point though. To that point, um, there's some more exclusives that are coming out here in the next like, couple weeks. Um, so me and Larry were talking about that we got to go get those. But I'm like, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna show up early so we can film this whole thing. Yeah. Just because I think I think our audience deserves to see basically what the some grown does. ass <laughs> some grown ass adult men calling Tinkerbell uh, so they so can, that can go in and buy some toys. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Like, just you know, like if you can't laugh at yourself, there's something wrong. No, absolutely. Um, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm like as soon as he said what he had to do in order to get this, I'm like, we're well, we're filming this shit. I'm like, well, I'm like <laughs> we, we we have to film this. We have to film this because I'm like, I'm like, I haven't seen it. I'm like, I got to see this, and one I got to watch myself over and over and over, like you know, act like a jackass and, and like call Tinkerbell, like, you know, like a little girl. Oh, I could watch that 15 times over. I yeah. love watching myself be a dumbass. There's probably a lot of people that don't know that goes on, yeah. you know, that don't get there right when the store opens. How no. many people go to the Disney store when it first opens? Like they had really no never had. That- yeah, anything that would push people that like, oh, this is like a limited thing. Like, this is one of the first times where they actually have something collectors are gonna want. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's a change in the in the the market demographic of uh, the the typical Disney store customer. Dude, the, when Larry was over there, a dude that worked at Nordstrom's of all places was over at yeah. the Disney store. For God's sakes, he like, beat him up to it too. Beat him right? to it. Yeah, a dude in the in dark. A, a dude in the suit was there. 
we take you away from your normally scheduled broadcast of the SDS guys to bring you the code word as promised. Uh, this week's code word is banana hammock. Um, in order to use this code word, go to stsguys.fun and under the question when it asks for a code word, the code word is banana hammock. We now bring you back to your, your scheduled programming. The silence is everyone got a text message at the same point in time. I'm, I'm, so I'm, assuming, I'm assuming it's probably Larry. Larry. He wanted to be in <laughs> so on the recording. Larry, who is not here today, is actively sending us a, a message. <laughs> so, 300 subs. Right. Wow. So, which so that we've officially hit 300 on our YouTube channel just so, now. Yeah. So, honestly, like I said, I'm, I'm going to let you guys kind of all weigh in, too. Um, like, for me, like I said, I'm honestly 100% blown away. Um, we started this thing, I said, I, and I have the exact date we started it. We started this August 20th of this year, August 20th, 2017. I said, that's when we posted our very first inaugural, 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 inaugural. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can say it right now because I've learned, I've been chastised, you know, I've said it right every time since <laughs> or over 14 episodes of the chastised ever since then. Um, so the running joke, it's like I said, August 20th. And then honestly, I, I thought at this point in time, we basically, we wouldn't be scraping like 25 people wanting to, to watch our stuff or listen to our podcast or anything else like that. Um, honestly, to be at, at 300 subs on, on our YouTube channel, like I said, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. I honestly did not think people would want to hear us talk as much as they actually do. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I joined on late, obviously, but uh, I've been watching you guys since the very beginning and, you know, it's... The way you do the content, the way you do your videos, the unboxings, you know, we're appealing to a lot of different demographics. So I think, um, you know, our success is in the effort that you put into it. And, um, you know, I, I've I've been happy to be a part of it. And I think it's awesome that we're blowing up like we are. Yeah. It's been going crazy. Today's Feel Goodery is brought to you by Nate. Yes. <laughs> In my heartstrings. <laughs> well, I mean, to Nate's point, though, we've also done, well, we, I say we as a group, but you guys have done the mobile episodes the last two two weeks. You went down to Tucson. You had Phoenix um, last weekend. So we've not, we've got grown from just one mic huddled around uh, in, a, in a home office to now having equipment, doing on the road shows, additional content. So we've done a lot more than... Being we of, even anticipate being officially asked to go places yeah. and uh, talk about it. Well, I'm sure you guys have it at work, but I'll walk the buildings at work, you know, going to meetings or what have you. And I have folks commenting all the time. I even have one guy, he's like, you caught me red handed. I'm like, excuse me. He's like, I'm about to listen to your last episode. I'm like, like oh, oh, well, I need to listen to that, too, because the guys were in Tucson. I, I wasn't there. <laughs> And just how cool is it, you know, for me walking into Phoenix Fan Fest and being able to get that media badge, it yeah. was just awesome. You know, Creds. having something Creds. that we can accredit to that and, you know, it's already something that's part of my life and now I can just express it here on this podcast. I think it's so cool. Right. And talk and actually be able to, to go to it and bring that back to everybody else. Yeah. Well, like I said, there's, there's some people out there that, that don't get to go to conventions. They don't get to, to go to everything, anything else. I know, I know. Like for me personally, like I said, I, I love like watching people's like convention, like kind of them walking around. Like, honestly, what they find and different things like that, and and honestly, just you know, how does it feel? Like just because you know, there's there's some conventions that like so for example, like I said before, Tucson was a thing. I'm like I'm like I I didn't I'm like would I have gone to to, to Tucson Comic Con? Honestly, you know. 
probably not. But now going, having been there and actually experienced it, I'm gonna go back. Yeah, I'm told I'm I'm 100% gonna go back just because it's it's now an experience that I have. I said, and then now I get to share that experience basically with with everybody out there. Oh yeah. Yeah, just watching you guys there makes me want to go check it out next year. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and also, it's like I said, I just want to like you know get all you know sappy and, and, and goopy right now. Um, <laughs> Scott's cue, providing the background cue the music. music. Cue the music. Uh, I just want to say thank you to all of my fellow STS guys. Um, like I said, I don't think we would be anywhere near successful as we were. Um, if it wasn't for like I said, all you guys, like I said, so thank you, you know, everybody for, uh, for doing that, you know, Leo, Nate, you know, Scott, Larry, like I said, you guys, you guys are great. Um, like I said, this, this thing that we, that we started, I just, I'm like never in a million years would I have thought like sort of we'd be where we are right now. So thank you. Thank you guys. We wouldn't be here without you, sir. Agreed. I thought our parents were going to be our only listeners. So coming (laughs) on to this is actually quite impressive. My parents don't know we have one. (laughs) Are you embarrassed of us? No, I don't. I don't want to deal with that. He's embarrassed of me. (laughs) Yeah. With Scott humming Amazing Grace just now. Yeah. I don't know how that would have gone over. So basically what you're saying is you're keeping us from subscriber 301. Oh, man. And 302. And 302. (laughs) Whoa, come on. Oh, no. So, yeah, so thank you guys. Thank you, listeners. Thank you to all of our YouTube subscribers, all of our Instagram followers, all of our Twitter followers, um, all of our SoundCloud followers um, for, you know, for, for everything that you've done. Um, so, you know, we like to do, you know, giveaways. So one thing you, you probably noticed with our channel is we've done, you know, several different giveaways. Partly just because that we we know, like I said, so we want to thank you know as many people as possible. So we can't honestly send everybody something you know at at once. But what we can do is that we can continue to kind of do these giveaways, and so that's kind of that kind of the, the basis behind those is that we it's just kind of our way of saying thank you for honestly continuing to stick with us and, and, and listening to our dumbasses talk and, and listening to our, honestly our dumbasses talk. Um, so so we, we definitely appreciate it. Honestly, our our current giveaway right now honestly has blown my mind. Um, I did not think we were going to get the entries that we did. Like I knew that it, we'd get quite a few people looking at because it it's. Star Wars stuff. It's going until the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, to be it's, clear, we were talking about the Super Mega Star Wars giveaway. Right. Whoa, what, what did you say? Did you say the did Super just, Mega Star Wars giveaway? I think he just said Super Mega Star Wars giveaway. Leo, did he say Super Mega Star Wars giveaway? I think he did say Super Mega... I, okay, I messed it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. God I, wow. damn it, Leo. I did say the Super Mega Star Wars giveaway. Yes. Oh. So, so uh, that crate is awesome. Uh, that's one of the biggest giveaways we've done so far. Um, not just one item, but we're going to have several. Yeah, if you have not that. checked that out, you need to check it out. We're giving out some great stuff in that. But, and it's just like Jeremy said, to say thanks to the community. You guys have been awesome. And we will always want to try to get back if we can. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, so, so, so to enter that, um, well, well, first and foremost, you know, in three days, there's been 2,178 entries yeah. into that contest. That's insane. I was really excited that after the first day that we had like 100, and then I woke up the next day and looked on there, and there was like 1,000. And I went, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember uh, Jeremy sent out the text about it, and I, I watched the video, and then I woke up that next morning, and we had 50 extra subs. It's just insane. Well, and I said I know there's there's people out there, like I said, that little little sub just to sub to, to enter the contest. But you know what? Everybody's welcome. And 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 here's the thing: if if just you know a fraction of those people actually like said tune into an episode, um, 
And like I said, it, it causes them to pause a little bit. And, and honestly, if they, if, they, if they like what they see or they like what they hear, like I said, and then they become, like I said, that, that engaged member of the community. We have some, some members of the community that, that are super engaged. Uh, honestly, I said, I got, I got, we mentioned one already. I, I, I get it. We mentioned one, we mentioned one already last week. And they said, honestly, this week, so there's, there's one guy, uh, that, that's, you know, that's been great. I said, we, I said, we've, you know, kind of grown our channels together. Um, like I said, I've commented on him, some of his like videos and stuff. He's commented on all of our videos and stuff like that. I think you know who you are. Brian Rainey, the Southwest Missouri geek. Dude, you are amazing. That video of you opening that, that last giveaway, dude, that was amazing. Yeah, big thank you for yeah, all the kind words. That one, you I said think some I, great stuff. I wish I could have given the Amazing Grace music for that one because it's an yeah. awesome video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, and I said, it's just, I said, we can't, we can't say enough because it's the, the, the support of the community. Honestly, it, it's reactions specifically like that, honestly, that it does make me, okay, you know what? It's worth it. It's, it's worth it to do this. Like I said, you know what? It's, I'm not putting in like hours of editing and you know hours of doing this and doing that. I'm like, okay, you know what? It's it's stuff like that that makes this whole thing worth it. If we can make one person's day, I'm happy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I will continue to do this just because I said of of reactions like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's so cool to see a member of our community so appreciative of the content and then just the nice things you said. So thanks again, man. Yeah. No, de- de- definitely appreciate that. Um, so. There's a couple of different things that have uh, kind of dropped this week, and and the, the big one I want to talk about, and so there's there's it, it's not what the audience is probably thinking I'm going to mention next. Um, I know a lot of people are going to think I'm going to say Justice League, which I said we'll we'll get there, we'll, we'll get there, we'll get there. I I think Larry needs to be in on the Justice League thing, so I think we're going to try to get it a day that all five of us are there. I think that's a big enough thing. So probably next week's video i think or next week's podcast we should we'll do the the justice league yeah. mm-hmm. well and then i want like i said i i'm i'm anxious to see what everyone else thinks about it so so there's been a whole bunch of different reviews so if you've seen something like i said lately so there's a big you know division between the critics and then what the what the audience is saying and so you know i want i want to go into it kind of okay so it, it's it's 50 50 divided between critics and, and, and audience and so you know as you know, I'm gonna. I'm kind of anxious to see this. You know, with Nate too, just because the, Nate is definitely. I said, you know, our, our, our DC resident expert. I said I, I follow more of a of a Marvel base, but you know what? I'm appreciative of any comic book movie, so I'm anxious to kind of you know talk about this uh, next week's episode as as we kind of go through that. Yeah, I've been excited for Justice League for a long time, so I. You know, whether or not critics like it, it doesn't matter to me. I want to see it for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what I am specifically talking about, and I think even uh, DC fanboy Nate can jump on board with this, is the Punisher. Yes, yes, the Punisher. Um, so let me let me let me talk about this. And so and we we talked about this a, a little bit before we, we we started recording. And and uh, and and Leo had specifically you know you know said hey you know that's that's an interesting point. So normally, I said if I you know, the new Netflix series, I'll binge through them. I'm like, I'll, I'll it'll it'll be you know two days. I'll finish the entire series. So this, yeah, you're like record breaking yeah, when it comes so, to new yeah. series. So it's so like take a Saturday, knock them all out, and then call it good. Yeah, absolutely. hence Stranger Things. Yeah. You got through that. Like in Stranger one Things, weekend. I got through in a couple of days. All the, the other Marvel, yeah, ones. Defenders. Like I said I got through in two days. Like I said, it's I'll I'll, I'll knock them through. So Punisher. So it might surprise people that I'm only three episodes into the Punisher. But yeah. how are you and I at the same level of this? Like, yeah, yeah we're all there. We're I don't all... know how I feel about it. It's oddly unsettling. Yeah. Yeah. You not binging through a series. 
Well, and here I'm, I'm going to say another prolific sim right now. <laughs> I think it's my favorite Netflix series oh, as well. Bombshell. I have so, to. I have to agree with you on that. I think it's one of the best Netflix series to come out. No, I would, series I, in I general no, or so Marvels. Related? It's really hard for me because I am really really into the first season of daredevil that first one that came out you can't really beat that that one it's really hard because it was it was the first one and it was really well written this punisher series is lit is there for me like i can't i don't know which one is actually going to be my favorite but they're at least on even terms which is hard for what the fifth series to come out of that that group right so you have Two, 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 two seasons of Daredevil. Six. Yeah, six, yeah, six. No, I can't six. argue with you there. I mean, Daredevil was awesome, and it kind of created this hype for Punisher now. Yeah. So, so that, that that show just is... You'd think it's going to be completely just murder, death, destruction, right? It's the Punisher. But the storyline is actually what gets me, is that there actually is a good like storyline, and I want to know what's going to happen next. Well, I think John Berthnall's portrayal of the Punisher, like I said, as, as far as I said, you know, there there there's perfect castings out there. Um, like you know, if you when you look at them, the Marvel movies, you look at Robert Downey Jr. Like that, is Iron that's Man. Iron Man. He is Iron you, Man. You you can't cast anybody else. If you as try to Iron put Man. anybody else as Tony Stark, it's gonna fail. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, is that Jackman because is... he's done it all these years? Like, can you? Ima- he just if you fits you the step character. back no. seven seven five, ten years from. When the first one came out, and see someone else doing it. No, even so, and that's the thing. So, just because so there's there's a couple storylines in the comic books where, like, because Tony Stark is basically the alcoholic. It's the alcoholic. Is uh, the gotcha. it's the thing. It's like a, when they announced that Robert Downey Jr. was going to be Iron Man. I'm like that that right there. It's 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 perfect casting. I don't know what else. I don't know what else you could do. Like I said, it's it's perfect casting. Um. Yeah, so you know Robert Downey Jr. is, like I said, it's he's the perfect he casting for Iron Man. Is Tony Stark? He is Tony Stark. Yeah, I really took Leo's question. I can't really imagine somebody else playing that character, and I don't know if I'd be fully supportive of it if somebody took that role. You know, like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah, Logan was such a great movie. I loved it. Even all the movies that that uh, Hugh Jackman did. You know, some of them maybe not rated quite as well as the others, but I can't imagine anybody else playing Wolverine. I think yeah. he just embodied that character you know, so well. With with that point though, I think that one's almost opposite in terms of things that I thought. Because if you read the comics, Wolverine's like five foot something, right? He's this little stocky, angry man, like you know, angry Canadian, angry Canadian. <laughs> which is which Canadian ever has been angry, right? Like, you know, oh sorry, eh? sorry, uh, sorry. Would you like uh, some maple syrup? Yeah, like I'll give you some cookies and some things, you know, It'll make it better. <laughs> cookies and um, some things. So, like, you want to go to Tim Hortons? You know, like it's there's a Canadian, and then you see like six foot two Hugh Jackman, who's all ripped, show up into the thing. You're like, I don't know if I like that, but he made that role to the point where that's Wolverine now. Yeah. So, so you know, that's a good point. So you you see certain you, so there's. There's there's two different sides of the coin. There's basically where the actor was basically the perfect fit to play the character, but then there's sometimes the characters where the actors themselves basically force themselves to fit inside that. So I, I know it's you know uh, you know eight years old now. God, man, it feels so old. Um, and um, Heath Ledger's Joker. 
Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's just when when they announced that Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker, I'm like, everyone scoffed. I am like, yep. they're, like there's no way in hell. You mean the dude from 10 Things I Hate About yeah. You yeah. is going to be the Joker? Yeah. He just wasn't known for a, a role tale. like that. Yeah, like, like, yeah, a Knight's Tale. Like, and his, his basically. Surprisingly with Paul Bettany, right? Yeah. So him and Jarvis. Him and I Jarvis. Even, I, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. yeah so who would have thought, like I said, that you, you would have gotten that performance out of basically an actor who did nothing but like teenage like rom-coms. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching like, The Dark Knight just being mesmerized by his performance. That interrogation scene. Yeah. You know, that's one of my favorite scenes in all of the Batman movies. I went and saw it like four times in the theater. Yeah. Like, it was just that good. It yeah. was it was insane. So I, I think that John Berthnall, like, so kind of like, kind of circling back to the Punisher, like I think this role was built for him. I think I, I think he embodies that role so good. I when he, when we got the kind of like the the short little teasers of it in the second season of Daredevil, I'm like, this was I'm like this is this has got to be a thing. And so at that point in time, I'm like, maybe you guys can correct me if I'm wrong if you remember reading this. A Punisher wasn't even on the slate at that point in time, and no, so it I, wasn't I, until that the hype from the second season that yeah. built him up to be like, "Hey, we're going to need to make this yeah. series." And they, I think they fast tracked a series. Right, the success um, of the yeah. second season yeah. and the way that he portrayed the character sold them to want to go forward yeah. with a standalone yeah. of Punisher. Just the scenes that he because he stole almost every scene that he was in. Yeah, so for them to fast track one a series. So they, they fast track the series, and for them to to be able to fast track a series that I said three episodes in, this 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 has grabbed me in such a way. I'm like, this is amazing. Someone had to be writing this before, or like had thought like they need to get like a storyline out because this is a good story. All right, so I'm not gonna throw like a whole bunch of spoilers out because like I said one, I said one, well, I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. But then two, like I said I, I, just in case our audience hasn't hasn't had a chance to watch it, so I just want to talk you know, you know light spoilery, so you, you know you can, you can fast forward a couple seconds um, if if you, if you want. Um, but so the very very first episode, there's no action in that first episode up until. Five minutes. Oh, so sorry. Okay. There's there's a there's an there's action a, scene in the very beginning that I love. That so that Scott loves. So, so it's it's like it's like two minutes. Fast forward throughout the entire episode. No action. No action. Action. The last like ten minutes of the episode. There's a ton of action. Yeah. Um, but yeah. With that being said, I think episode one is probably going to be my favorite episode of this series. I mean, I'm only in three, but I just loved episode one. Well, that first episode because I mean to to be all. Uh, spoiler tag right i mean we already kind of give it out but those first couple ones that you talk about that i love the reason i love it is it's the last couple of people that he didn't kill in daredevil that he is that he found that he find he's going through and finding and basically he's completing his revenge thing and the best one i love is when he the cartel guy is in he's uh, is in ciudad juarez he's right across the border and he's saying like fuck the punisher like he he can't get me down here like we'll kill him and he gets and Punisher snipes him like from across the border is one of the best scenes because it just fits that character so well. Like just he thinks he's untouchable with the bad guy, and the Punisher just instantly drops him. Yeah, you well, are never safe when the Punisher is coming <laughs> exactly. after you. Exactly. Well, that and then I that, with that scene specifically, I think it just like 
because you you automatically know how far he is away because you hear the okay. shot and then like so the he's dude still, stills moving he, around he's a still, little bit he's still moving around in sights and then like said so, like you three or four seconds later you see the splat you, 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 you see the splat like so then it, like said so it backs up to basically how far you know, away Punisher is. basically being on the U.S. side of the border and it's one of the yeah. few El Paso. times so one of the things I hate in movies a lot of times is when they try to tell me where something is you know and they put like the oh this is in Mexico or whatever. I love the fact that this is in because it says, you know, it shows a guy and it says, like, this is in Mexico. And then when he shoots and it pans back to the Punisher, it says, like, he's in El Paso. So you're like, oh, he's like a mile away on the other side of the border and just drops this guy. Oh, yeah. That that scene was, was amazing. Well, then, too, like, so then it cuts to the opening credits. And normally, so there, there, there's... So Daredevil's opening credits, I'm like, I thought were amazing. I said, I like this just, one a lot. Just, just, just the music, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Yeah, they did a really good um, job with that crawl. With uh, with Iron Fist, you know, I know we shit on Iron Fist a lot. Like I said, I didn't really like it. The Defenders opening stuff didn't. Like I said, it okay, whatever. Didn't do a lot um, for me. But like I said, just the it almost sounds like a like Johnny Cashist type mm-hmm. background music, and then you have like the Punisher logo that ends up being framed up out of all the guns and stuff. Like yeah. I said, it's it's an awesome intro. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It is one of my favorite intros out of them, just because of the whole, you know, the smoke kind of helps build the the skull and everything. Like, right. it's, yeah, normally I'm fast forwarding through intros, but this one I wait for it to actually play all the way through because I just love the, the music. I love just to watch it. The third episode, which is the one I just finished, is the the one that I finally was like, all right, skip intro. Like, I watched it the, the first two times. I was like, I'm good. Like, I'm happy with that. No, it's. I love it. That, that that so we're gonna fast forward a little bit to the last kind of last kind of scenes of that first episode. So just to kind of give everyone, like I said, uh, like I said we were. I'm not gonna even say the spoiler tag anymore. Um, Spoilers. The uh, like I said the entire. So Frank's a construction worker, and mm-hmm. then basically he's just like beating the shit out just of this wall, beating this wall to yeah, living death. The whole like, episode. That, apparently, his job at this construction company is take a sledgehammer to. Wall X. Well, yeah, and right? I think they, because they, they, evidently power tools haven't been invented, right? Because they're like, yeah, that's yeah. better than using like a impact a hammer or anything. Hammer. Well, and I think they they play Sledge that hammer. well too, because you start to realize that him beating up that wall is him releasing frustration about what happened to his family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they play that up well, and then I so said, there's these 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 construction workers that think they're they're the shit. They like yeah. said he's like so this one guy. I said he's top badass. Like, like he he's basically has his own little crime ring that he has. Like, and he's, you know, he. My favorite quote from him is when uh, the Punisher overhears a couple of things, like they're they're playing a crime, and he gets up there and he's like, "You want to do something?" He's like, "I will beat your ass without even breaking a sweat." He says this to the Punisher. Yeah. Like, obviously, he doesn't know that, but like his little like badass bravado is amazing in it. As to what happens to him. Absolutely. Well, that and then earlier too, because so if you remember, like, so I think it's like the first or second encounter they had. And when basically when they're Frank, bitching at him about the well, OT. Frank, no, no, when Frank's looking at the hammer and he's like, oh, you don't want to do something with the hammer? And he's like, I'll shove that hammer up your ass. Yeah. yeah. And then you fast forward. <laughs> taking digs at him the whole episode. Yeah. And, yeah. and you as a viewer just know you should probably not mess with this guy. Well, yeah. Dude, he freaking. Uh, spoiler alert, so I'll add it. He later. Uses that exact hammer to uh, 
decapitate somebody using <laughs> that he, hammer. He does quite a bit with that hammer, actually. Yeah. He breaks somebody's leg. But at the end, when he's like, he's like, what are you going to do with that? He's like, I'm going to find a place for this. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. You know, and so as soon as, he said, as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And then that's the the, the end of, of that first episode. I'm like, okay, I'm already, I'm hooked. Well, it's not yeah, even well, the end, because <clears throat> to, to give some people context, a kid that's nice to him, Everyone else is a dick to him, but there's one kid who's like the new guy is is nice to him and gets kind of caught up in the crime ring, and they they complete a job, but his wallet falls out. So all the people that they just, they robbed. just robbed sees this guy's ID, and so the guys he was robbing with are going to kill him. So they, you know, are trying to kill this kid, and so the puncher comes in to save him. Yep. So after he dispatches the construction workers, you're like, oh, that's it. He's going to leave. It's one of the best scenes because you see almost nothing in it. But it was when he goes back to the freaking poker game that they robbed. And they, all the guys have all these guns laid on the table ready yeah. to be like, we're going to go find this kid. We know his name is you know, Jose Chavez or whatever it was, right? They're like, I'm, we're going to find this kid. The lights go off and you just start seeing gun flashes. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys flips on the light and everyone in the room is dead. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just such a cool buildup because yeah. you can tell the whole episode he's trying to be good. He's trying to like you know maybe live what it is you know a normal not life. Be to the him. Punisher, and um, you know he knows what he's capable of, so he's trying to restrain himself when those guys are antagonizing him. And then you just see him fully unleash himself towards the end when he's defending that guy, and you know just takes out the construction workers, and then goes even further by going back to that club and just wrecking house. Yeah, I mean, anybody who would have known who it was that robbed him is is gone. Is gone. <laughs> you know, like so yeah, that first episode amazing. And then like I said then you start to get introduced into his 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 future sidekick, so to say. So like I said that, I love Micro. Dude, Micro is amazing. So, in the comics, him I always equate him because he's very much like what the comic book version of Weasel is yeah. from the Deadpool comics, right? They're two or very, uh, or Whistler from Whistler from, from Blade. From Blade yeah. They're all very similar characters, right? I love how they added the whole Micro is actually an NSA spook. He's basically Snowden, yeah, uh, in this, <laughs> and so like he has this whole like reason to be paranoid, and he has that whole like he watches everything on cameras, and he has his own little like backdoor programs and cameras to like identify and wipe them so whenever frank does anything he wipes the cameras of them like i love that guy playing micro yeah so you have that and then you have and i i love the build-up in regards to why in, in order basically for the punisher to be effective so basically the punisher is is the brawn of it you need the brains of it so mm-hmm. um yeah so he, he does like i said he has this thing where basically he has to basically put in this code every like every like you know like few hours and then do a retinal scan so he does like i said this whole it's, it's literally at first like, it kind of gets monotonous i'm like okay like, like I said, okay, what is this guy doing what, yeah. what is this guy doing like i said you know there's something going on but you don't know what yeah and so he does it the very last time and then he injects the puncher full of heroin, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically to, to knock him out. And like, so basically, he, he conditioned the punisher basically like, hey, he's done this multiple times. Like, he knows exactly the process of, of what he's doing. But then, like I said, on that last time, so that way he has like an, an advantage. Of him, he injects him full of heroin to knock him out, just so that way he can actually talk to him. Like, hey, I'm not trying to kill you. I need your help. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of the thing because I mean, through the whole lead up into that. The Punisher is trying to like outspook him. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the whole drive here in twenty minutes, and then he yeah. gets that spot. And it's like, okay, 
now drive here. Okay, now drive here. Like he's trying to like out, you know, you know, out spy the spy. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Because to- you know he's freaking out because he's been in hiding and he feels like he's been discovered. So yeah. now he's on this guy's tracks trying to figure out what micro is and what he's about and where he's What's from he and what kind of threat he you know Threatens poses. His family and so it's really cool how that ended up playing out. Yeah, so I, I like that the introduction of that character. I'm, I'm anxious to see how that's going to progress forward. And then there's um, there's a scene. I saw. I saw. I know you're in. How far are you in season? Or I'm only three? I'm only got halfway through okay. the third have, episode. Have you gotten to the point of where they're at uh, when he's going through when he's going on that last uh, military job? No, no. See, I haven't gotten there yet. Right. I haven't so, gotten there. There's a scene in there, so I'm not gonna give like any spoilers. But there's a scene in there. It literally reminds me, and it's, you'll know when you see it. Um, it reminds me of that scene um, in in the second season of Daredevil of the prison scene, where basically there's just an unbelievable number of dudes, and then you have like so the, the one dude, basically the one man army, just going just through destroying everything, destroying everything, and kicking ass. Like, uh, oh yeah, you're talking about that stairway scene in daredevil season two no, no the, I'm the, about the, at the prison where the he has prison. all oh, he yeah, has okay. the shank yeah yes, all he has is shank takes out like 25 okay. inmates yeah so the kingpin basically sets up a hit on him and so it's like hey you know what there's, there's no way i'll so give he, you what you want but i'm gonna have you killed right afterwards oh, awesome. like thing but yeah that i've not gone to that so i'm excited for that yeah so that I like is, when he rampages like that's yeah, I think that is my in, that is in season three and like it's an epic oh so that's an episode three that's an epic rampage like yeah. it's Beyond belief, it's right. amazing. Um, so, like I said, if you haven't checked out Punisher, um, do it. Definitely go check out Punisher. Like I said, it's like I said, it's one of those shows. Like I said, I love. It's, like, it's automatically now my favorite Netflix show. I'm taking my time watching it. I said I'll probably finish it by by next weekend. But like I said, it's it's amazing. I'm definitely recommend. Do it slowly going through it because yeah, you you have to. Yeah, as now. far as Marvel shows go, this and Daredevil are definitely top oh, two for top me. Tiers. So have they talked about renewing it already yet? Are there talks about that yet? Or is it too I don't soon? think they've said anything. I mean, yet. it just dropped. So yeah. um, it I'm sure there's. I can't be a see why season. they wouldn't. I, I can't see why the they critic wouldn't. reviews of this are so high that there's going to be another one. Really? Yeah. Like I yeah. think even like, the fan reaction. I the mean, fan reaction. Are loving. This. I would guarantee there's going to be another one just based on what I've seen and the feedback that's cool. come through. I would estimate that next year around this time we probably have another Punisher series. Yeah, it, it's the, I think the I think the only thing that'll hold this up, and I, and I think this is. This is where the big question mark is right now is is what Disney's doing with their own streaming service. So do are they going to are they going to let those fly? Or like, hey, you know what? From Did, what I've heard, now granted this is all conjecture from news outlets and things like that, is that the streaming services for those shows that they already have the rights to that they're producing their own shows for will stay on Netflix. Yeah. So Daredevil, which Punisher, I, I knew that with Daredevil that stuff, but because Punisher was a fast track show, it was, an, it was a late addition to but their whole contract. It, the right came, the rights came during Punisher se- or during Daredevil season two, so he is bulked in with the Defenders. So there is that aspect that the Punisher could should still stay with Netflix, at least for the foreseeable future. I don't know. I, I honestly have a hard time. Tuning into a Disney streaming service, watching a dude kill a whole bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, think, yeah, I don't I think, see Disney. Taking I don't think that. those things. I think they'll want to keep Punisher far away 
from their own service. Well, and why change a good thing? I mean, Netflix is doing a really good job with it's these making series. Them tons of money, you know, it's making so. them tons of money. These yeah. characters that you didn't really know about, I get, you know, a year ago, yeah. now you know a whole lot more about, and it's it's building the brand. Yeah, well, and I get taking like you know the kids movies and all the kids TV shows, the stuff that you have that a lot of people Netflix is the only one with those Disney series on it. So why not? Put it on your own streaming services. Push everyone yeah, they, to that. They, they can keep the Apple Dumpling Gang. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't need to watch it. Anymore. Yeah, like all that stuff. So. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting point, though. I mean, if you think about it, you know, look at what Disney has done just in their small time that they've owned Marvel and the movies that they've made. The Marvel movies, they've done a really great job. They're you know, even though I love what Netflix is doing, it'd be interesting to see what Disney did with a television series, you know, of a Marvel character. Uh, Disney already had too much of a hand in the freaking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I don't actually have very good faith in them in making a good TV show. Well, oh, yeah, I never watched that. And yeah, that's a, I've I, heard. I, I, I see that because, like I said, if you, if you look at ABC Studios is the executive producing studios of Punisher, yes. so of, of this Punisher, which I was shocked to see. Um, so I think it's, it's a matter of difference between what they can put on network. So with, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I, I blame network TV. They, right. they, well, they have to keep it They need PG something, they need something that, like, very networky that they can put on this. But yeah, so ABC Studios is actually the executive producing I studio. I didn't of, see that of this, Punisher of was Punisher. ABC. Yeah, yeah I did Pun- not know Punisher. that. that's the first Studios. one of it. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, second, second, because second, uh, second season of Daredevil. Was, was it? Okay. Was ABC Studios, yeah. So that works. Well... So speaking of Disney, uh, speaking Disney also has uh, something else new that come out. Leo and I had talked about this yeah. on Friday. They, um, yeah, I got the email. Well, you buy, I buy movies on Amazon primarily. Now I'm a digital copy whore. Um, I don't have physical copies of anything, books, movies, anything. Um, Leo's a minimalist. Yeah, I am very much so. No, uh, but I will not hashtag tiny house. If, if, if you turn around, if you turn around, <laughs> look at the thing. I have two giant bookcases full of movies just right behind Leo. I'm yeah. sure it gives Hard him pass. aneurysm. Well, <laughs> yeah, because they don't match. They're all different. If my OCD right. doesn't uh, yeah. call for that. Okay, real, real quick though, real quick. I, I want, I want to, I want to put a listener question out there right now. Um, just because like I said this, me, me and Leo have had this argument. Yeah, like, so back and forth. Add, add a um, comment on the SoundCloud. Add, or add throw a comment a, on the SoundCloud. Uh, YouTube comment YouTube, on the YouTube version. Comment on when you're listening to this. So no, matter, no matter where you're at, he said he sent us a message on on Instagram on the on this uh, episode tag. Whatever. This is what I want to say. So, as as a as a movie watcher, is there like I said, why would you go with a digital copy? If the digital copy costs the same amount as the physical media, when the physical media comes still with, comes with a, digital, a, a copy. digital copy, so I can get it's a two for one. Yeah, there yep. is it, it, yes, there now is the you, space. No, you bring a valid argument because in in our conversations about that, I could turn around and sell the movie right away. I'm not going to get full for it, of course. You know, I'll get whatever I get, and but I get gonna, something. But, you're gonna well, get yeah. a but it's that second action that I don't feel like doing. I just want to rent the movie or buy the movie, watch it, and yeah, call it a day. Call, I don't want to yeah, do. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it so, anymore. So for Leo, for you, it's a it's a convenience. It's a convenience factor. and a space thing. Right. I'm still all about the physical copy. I mean, Are you? Yeah. See, there's I'm some the things way. I've downloaded from digital, physical. but even like with games, you know, that gives you something to barter with later on. Absolutely, if you have a digital yeah. copy of a game that maybe I didn't like so much. Oh, now you're when now I get you're stuck rid with of, it. Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't do anything. I about can't take it. it to GameStop and exchange yeah. a digital copy. That's it's over. It's done. But I mean, it's yeah. Mine. How many of us have gone to GameStop and are like, okay, I'm going to trade in these four or five games so I can spend thirty dollars less on this new game that I yeah. want. One hundred percent. I do it a no, lot. I, I I'm the same way. Well, I also, well, especially if it's a comic related no. movie, like I I have to have the 
I'll give it this way. If the digital drops yeah, if in there's price, a price, if there's a price difference, I'll I, go digital every, all the time. Yeah. But I get the digital for the same price with a physical media. So it's a matter well, of yeah. price. Yeah. yeah. It's because for me, why not get two for one? Like well, there's no there's no incentive for me to go digital only at this point because they're, really they're both, isn't. They're both yeah. 20 bucks yeah so if you go on an airplane you can now watch that digital copy of if, something that you yeah. just bought and or you can watch it at home for the physical you can yeah. use it i can in multiple, in multiple locations right yeah, yeah. Uh, so side tangent continually <laughs> yeah, so. um so yeah Good disney question. i think it was what three years ago we discovered it or we got the email from amazon and disney that they were Partner. Joining forces with their Disney Anywhere program. So any Disney movie you bought was available cross-platform. So if you right. buy it as long as you, physically if, even. If, you, as long as you yeah. registered it on their yeah, Disney. Yeah, you had to register on, on Disney's website. Yeah. And then you could watch it on Amazon through a uh, Chromecast, through a Fire Stick or Chromecast or Apple mm-hmm. TV, wherever you wanted to go. Kind of like a... a it was it was great. I mean, because you didn't you weren't stuck to a physical copy or one particular device. Because as you guys know, I have... I, I have everything but Apple in the house. Well, I've got, I'm a minimalist, well, but I have a lot of shit. Everything I have has Amazon's video app on it, but I can't tell you how many of the, the Disney apps I have. Like, I don't have those on there. I'm not going to physically right. go and look for that. Right. And it may not be available on PS4 or, right. you know, they, they, that, just, they don't. But don't Amazon put, is. Yeah. yeah but, well, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, and you think about it, like, Amazon and anything else, you know, like Roku's, they've got all the apps available. So if it's something Disney specific, you know, it's like, are you limiting yourself by using that or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, they were allowing you to sort of cross platform. So I like I'd buy some on iTunes when I had my first iPhone. So now those came over or some of the physical copies I did have those carried over to the Amazon app. So anyway, we get an email on Tuesday or Wednesday saying they're discontinuing the program and I flip out because I'm like, great, now I have to download another app or, you know, there go my movies. Uh, but something that I've wanted for a long time since, gosh, really since the uh, ultraviolet program kind of rolled out was being able to put everything in one place because I have stuff on Google Play, I have stuff on iTunes, I have stuff on UV, Voodoo, whatever the hell they're called. It was annoying, right? Because you buy Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, you can't watch it on a Chromecast unless you buy it there again. Or if you buy this movie, you can't watch it on that platform. Right. So I anyway, have the with digital copy, let me watch it wherever. Yeah, I let want. me watch it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they they're discontinuing the program, but they're I guess 20th Century Fox, Disney, and a couple other studios are coming together, and they created movies anywhere which allow you to bring those five big platforms into one oh, single area yeah thank god right it's yeah about time. so excited uh, the biggest part was the itunes integration i all the movies like i have lincoln um a couple other movies that i bought on itunes thinking that that would be the platform i stayed on and i could never watch it i don't have an apple tv i don't have an iphone yeah. anymore so they were just sitting there so now, anyway, they're available and with Disney as well. So all the movies that we thought <laughs> that I thought I was going to lose um, are still available through this program, and you can link it with Amazon, so you can throw it on your Fire Stick. That is amazing news. See, I'm I'm excited for that just because that way I don't have to necessarily keep on changing discs in and out yeah. for for stuff. My this this I know we just. We've been begging. <laughs> I know beggars can't be choosers, <laughs> but this is this is this is gonna be my my next thing. So I'm like, okay. So it took us three years to get to that point in time of where 
it's um, one platform where it's one platform so thank you everyone out there for, for making that happen my only other complaint this is this is this is my other asterisk in, in regards to what i want as a consumer so if i am getting you know, buying a movie so and this is I think this is going to be more prevalent, especially said as we get into Black Friday coming up, um, when more people are going to be buying 4K TVs and this, that, and the other. The digital copy that comes with that. So they have the... Like I said, you're just streaming the movie from them, but you don't get to stream the 4K copy. You, st- you stream the... It's a regular HD. The regular HD copy. Yeah. So I'm like... If you buy a 4K if movie, I buy a 4, you're not streaming 4K. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. So yeah. if I buy a 4... So if I buy they said the, the 4K movie so like for example like spider-man homecoming so the only bought, 4k you get is on the disc the only 4k i get mm-hmm. is on the disc huh however though it's not something that 4k you can't stream 4k because you can go then you, you can go buy the streaming 4k version because you can buy a streaming 4k version from oh, so like it's Amazon not a limitation so it's not yeah. a limitation it's just that, they decided not to do the 4k on the disc yeah. huh so that needs to change so that, and that's the only thing that they need to tweak for me just because okay if i'm, if I'm spending the extra for for 4k you know what i want Basically, if I'm doing the movies anywhere, I want to be able to actually yeah. stream in, in, in 4K, 4K as well. Well, I think yeah. to your guys' point, like the form factor price needs to kind of equalize as well. Like right. if you're just buying a digital copy, why is it the $20. same as, as, as a both? physical copy with the digital copy yeah. included? So it makes me, it makes me, that, that just confirms something for, like, that I've, I've known for the longest time. It literally costs them nothing to pump out the physical copies. No. no. If, they're, mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're not willing to discount their, their digital copy at all, like I said, there could, it could be, there could be a five dollar difference. It's not it's even an incentive. It's, it's just not, been a default, and that's the cost yeah. of movies. So regardless of yeah, how you buy it, a movie costs right. twenty dollars. Yeah, the, the only incentive that they've offered, and this is the, they've been trying to bank on this, which I think it's it's gained some more popularity. Just not with me, because I could care less. I could wait. So is the digital copy will typically release like a week, a week or two, week, yeah. week or two early yeah. um, before so the physical disc. But I've waited a little long. I'm like I can wait another two weeks because at that point in time, so I may be already seen it in the theater. Oh yeah, you've already seen yeah, it. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter to me. So it's not necessarily a, a true incentive. Mm-hmm. So thinking about things here, uh, there's another Disney thing actually that came up. Te- kind of technically on a weird Star, Wars, Star Wars is Star Wars a, Disney, it's right? Disney property. Um, yeah. We have to talk about the shenanigans that occurred with Disney and EA in particular about the Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yeah. Like, we have to talk about the stuff that went so, on. Yeah, even before Battlefront 2 came out, there was a lot of controversy about the microtransactions. Well, and if you go back and because. We talked about one of our episodes was the Battlefront beta that we talked about because I was able to get on the beta and actually played the game. And that was one of the things I didn't like about it was your character level was tied to these star cards, which you had to get these loot boxes, which you'd earn in different ways. But one of the ways would be to pay real world money for it, right? Yeah, that's how you you leveled up in, in multiplayer and how you got better or better stuff in multiplayer wasn't based on... You know, how you play like Leo, you can jump in on this. Not so much now because it's very much loot crate based again, but the old school Call of Duty. So you wanted a nice gun. What did yeah, you have to do? You have to you have to get lucky or you have to sp- grind it out or grind spend out. real money. Spend real money. Or even in the old games, you'd have to play and you'd be like, I can't get that gun till I'm level forty five. I want that one. I'm going to have to get my ass to level 45. Like, I'm going to have to get kills. I'm going to have to play the objective. But you can't well, get there because all the people who spent real money to get it are killing the shit yeah, out of you. Yeah, exactly. So in this one, they took out that whole thing. They're like, we're going to just base everything off of buying money or playing these crates. So even in the beta, like, I had, I never played the like the recon or like the sniper class. 
but I had like a level like eight sniper character just because of the cards I had unlocked randomly for him. But the heavy, which is the one that I usually play, I was like level four for the longest time because I never got cards for that that class. Mm-hmm. So it was never it. The progression just didn't work. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like microtransactions—they're nothing new. I mean, there's a lot of games that have had them, but um, you know, the more that you've started learning about these within Battlefront Two, it costs what two thousand dollars to unlock everything. everything. Or uh, what was it, four thousand five hundred some hours if you want to actually get everything through the yeah. game? Because I have both let's, of those because, things. Well, let's, let's say that again: four thousand hours to unlock everything right. that they released in microtransactions. I mean, yeah. that's that's kind of crazy because if you're going to release a microtransaction, I get it. You get some guy that wants to advance early. He wants to unlock yeah. this character early. Okay, pay the little extra to do it, but then make it easier. You know, don't make it some outlandish. 4,000 hour goal for me as a player when I don't want to spend that extra money that just turns me off from even playing the game well and here's the thing with the game I've got a chance I've put it in I've played it a little bit I'll probably so, throw some up on our channel just just because I just want I, I had to bust out the calculator to do the math so 4,000 hours so basically it's a it's a part-time job so if you're basically you take you 20 weeks I'm sorry it take you four, sorry take you 40 weeks at putting 20 hours in each week into that game. To yeah, get well, yeah. Has anybody, it's a part-time that's job, a part-time has, job. to play a yeah. fucking video game. Has right. anybody at this table ever put 4,000 hours into any I game? Said, no. no. 100 hours. Other than my job? No. 100 well, exactly. hours is probably the most I've ever gotten into some of the uh, old school yeah. RPGs. Yeah, so, yes. uh, so I think the max I've, I've put in is like 300, because I, I looked this up, after the other day, like 317 hours, and I put that into Skyrim. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I think Skyrim is probably one of the ones where I've had on all my playthroughs, I'm pretty sure I have a couple hundred hours. And, and that's just because I did side quests and this, that, and the other. built a house. And that's, even, that's, and that's also including the expansions. Yeah. Too. Mm-hmm. So, the, the thing is, I, I've gotten a chance to play the game. The game is beautiful. Like... A lot better than the it, first one. It's it's The first one was great in terms oh, of graphic course, quality yeah. and the, the yeah. looks of it. It's better. Like, it is a good-looking huh. game. And that is completely overshadowed by this whole thing because the studio is greedy. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, the game itself I've heard is, uh, you know, really fun. You guys played the beta. You said it was a lot better as far as gameplay mechanics, uh, you know, the way that they've decided. They added the class system this time, so you don't build like a loadout you actually have like oh that's cool classes and things cool. so yeah and the graphics are amazing and it's just all being overshadowed I, by I'm, what's going on and think i think it's way. interesting that it took disney to get involved to get this to stop yeah. you know imagine being one of the people that worked on that game and to put all your hard work in and for it to, to come out and get reviewed at like a 30 out of 100 be, only that because reason. of the microtransaction aspect I, i'm going to play a little devil's advocate right here right now because I'm, I'm going to ask you guys a question. I'm, and I want to know each one of your guys' kind of thoughts and answers to this. So, honestly, like I said, I've, like I, said I, have ne- I have never, ever paid for anything in a game. Ever. Like I said, cell phone game, anything else. Like I said, I, I, I have never paid for, for a single thing in a game. Excluding expansions. Um, or does that include like expansion season not, passes are ex, different? Ex, yeah, those are different. That's, yeah. Another, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a discussion. So you're talking for about day. strictly yeah. microtransactions, just, just, just strictly microtransactions. Okay. okay. So let me ask you this: So would you rather? So would you rather have it where games currently stay the price they are right now at fifty nine ninety nine, or they raise games to up to 
$79.99 or $89.99. So basically they, they put another like 30, 40 bucks on top of that and then they release all the content. So there's, there's this, it's kind so of you're basically it, taking because, the season pass and just incorporating it automatically into the price of the game. Exactly. Which, so there's, there's, there, there's, there's kind of, there's kind of two different things because I, I, I honestly, cause I know the EA has gotten a lot of shit for this and the way they did it was like said super shitty. Um, but I see, I see both sides of the house. Like, like for me, like I said, there hasn't been a price increase, and knock on wood, um, in games since the, the launch of the original like three Xbox 360 and, and the PS3. Um, like yeah, said, they've stayed. They, 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 they have stayed. They've a stayed constant sixty dollar price. Yeah, price. and they've got consistently better over time. Yeah, they've too. gotten more, which means they're putting more hours into these games. Or do, there's more effort and there's more stuff that's going into these games. Now, so like I said, it's it's a matter of okay. So what? Simple question. Like I said, would you rather have a ninety dollar game? Or a $60 game with microtransactions. Leo? I'd say leave it the same because I've gotten a, I've gotten along without microtransactions so far. Yeah. I would say if it's a if it's a franchise that I know I'm gonna love and I'm already fully on board, I would rather pay one set price for everything, to be honest with you, up front. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, if there's a new franchise that I'm not so sure about you know that you get you pay that sixty dollar entry fee, and then you can choose whether or not you yeah. want to add it on. So yeah. I think if it's still an option later on, I might want to pay full price for a game that I know that I'm gonna want all the content for. I'm, I'm gonna go think. It depends on the game and what it is. Like if it's some a game that I'm not sure about, I probably am gonna just buy the sixty dollar. Right. That's yeah. That's so, so maybe do this. So maybe roll everything into basically so every game has basically a season pass basically a, a supplemental package that you yeah can yeah they can, cre- they can create a this- pricing strategy that can do base game micro plus base game micro plus base game plus dlcs yeah well and you kind of got that if you got injustice to the ultimate edition it included uh all the fighter packs which i thought was pretty cool because i i was a huge fan of the first injustice i bought all the fighter packs anyways so I just bought the Ultimate Edition when it came out. Yeah, it was, what, $100, I think, for that version. Mm-hmm. But you got all but the But you people. got all the packs, which it's three characters per pack. You got four packs. You're getting 12 additional characters. That's a ton of content. Yeah. Now, well, have all the... You mentioned it take you 4,000 hours to get all this. Have all the games kind of leveled at having to put in that much work to get the content? Not yeah. So this is... At, I don't think so. So so then maybe... I, so, my, so to the devil, devil's advocate point... I feel like maybe that's that was kind of the intention was to just be in the game more and earn right. it. But four thousand hours—that's that's, that's yeah, a so little. This excessive. one went to extreme because we talked about Assassin's Creed Origins. Nate, I know you just bought it. How how far have you gotten into the game? Uh, I've played it for probably about a good three hours. Okay, so have you gotten to the point where it talks about the store? Yes, that is the one and, and only, only time. time it will ever tell you to go to the store. Yeah, I, I saw that it was mentioned. You know, sometimes you can go to it through the menu, but it's not forcing it on you. Not forcing, and everything in the game, you can through playing the game, you can get everything. You can level your character up to the yeah. max. You there is no reason for you to ever go into that store. Well, no, you yeah, earn it, I'm but a, you can earn it by actually achieving it, not spending two years to get to there. Or if you're like the you know what they, they made the packs for is they have like the time saver pack so you have to get resources to to upgrade your gear yeah and, and to well, be if you honest, go buy you can go buy that those resources so you don't have to go and find it well I'm, it's like what jeremy said earlier you know i have never paid any money as far as microtransactions i talked about the dlc and the expansion packs yeah i'll i'll buy that but as far as you know unlockable ch- gear or, or whatever getting this special sword or something i won't do that so i don't even you know ubisoft 
threw that at me when I was playing Origins. I looked at it and then I never gave it a, another second thought. And you never have to. I mean, they gave they gave they give you credit. They're like here, try out some credits. I went and bought something with it because I was like, I'll just see it because I wanted I needed like one thing and I was being lazy, so I bought one of the the fast like uh, resource packs because they give you a free like go try out the store. You can get two hundred and fifty of their little fake money that you can use. See, I missed yeah, that. I need to go back to check that. So out. <laughs> I bought the I bought the whatever I could for the what they gave me. And then went back to the game. And I don't think I've ever hit the button to go back to the store ever again. Yeah, And you... I am fully maxed out level. I have legendary gear on everything. Like, there is nothing that I could have bought that would have prevented, like, made me any better than I am now. Yeah, and if you guys haven't checked out the review that Scott and Leo did on Origins, definitely check it out. Yeah. It it was the reason why I went and picked it up. And I totally agree. It's a great game. Yeah. No, I, I am picking it up uh, actually on... Thursday, Black Friday, Black yeah. Thursday, Black Friday, yeah, whatever. Uh, because it's gonna be half price, and so I'm like, yeah, it's you gotta game. get, it, dude. It's yeah, it's a wonderful thing. I know we're getting toward the end here, but there is a lot of great Black Friday deals. Um, you know, a lot of good games, just like what Jeremy just stated, are going on new, sale for thirty five, thirty dollars. Yeah. Origins yeah. on sale for thirty five. Well, my pickup is gonna be uh, Wolfenstein, yeah, because that's dropping down to what twenty five. I think twenty five, so, twenty yeah. five bucks. Um, there's there's a ton of like, good games out there. I'm like, well, honestly, like I. I never got into it. I never played uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. And Scott's basically told me to play this game. Like, great like, game. Such a great times. game. That's 15 bucks. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, for 15 bucks, I'm like, I, I, I can pick it up. Because like, that's what I'll typically do like, on like Black Thursday, Black that, Friday now. That was a um, sleeper game. I, I totally like, agree. That was, was a great game. I picked it up kind of on a whim, and I'm so happy that I did. I didn't I did. think it was going to be as good as it was. Like, I knew it was going to be good because it, you know the, the studios and everything that put it out are generally really good. But what actually came out with it was a phenomenal story. And they, like, it's the post-apocalypse, but it's way different than you expect. And that's like, going to be, what, 20 bucks for 15, Black? 15 dollars. 15 bucks. As Scott's recommendation, and I think uh, Nate's going to jump in on this too, is if you get a chance on Black Friday, if you've listened to this before the, the deals and everything, pick up Horizon Zero Dawn. It's phenomenal game. Yes. Yeah, five out of five stars. Yeah, so that's fifteen bucks. So I, I know, I know, what I'm gonna be buying for Black Friday, like Thursday, um, a whole bunch of video games, so like this, this stuff that I, stuff that I just haven't had time to play, or, or stuff that I just, I, I didn't pick up. You know, yeah. I said like Wolfenstein is gonna be one of those. I'm gonna pick up, you know, Origins. I'm gonna pick up, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn. There's a ton of games that came out, yeah. uh, like sort of recently or over the I last year that I, I this never Black Friday up. is the Black Friday of games because really there's nothing else really that's that great of deals that i've seen at most of these stores yeah i mean i've told you guys already but i'm gonna be going a little bit crazy this black friday i'm gonna get a switch unfortunately i haven't really seen any deals on it but the games are being discounted so i'm gonna do that and then get some of these ps4 games that i haven't been able to pick up yet yeah now i am i am that same way like i said that's that's literally i literally have all the the shopping done for like my family and stuff like that so Honestly, Thursday, Friday, it's it's all about it's all about video. Games. It's all about video games and and, and buying a couple of things. Also, too, for uh, you Funko collectors out there, Black uh, GameStop is doing their their Funko Black Friday box again. Um, this time, they're actually doing this. Actually, Chase figures that are actually involved in the Black Friday box. So um, it's twenty bucks. Um, the, the number of boxes vary per store, so yeah, definitely gotta check that out. Awesome, Perfect. yeah. If you're a Funko collector, that'd be a good thing to jump on. Most definitely. I think that uh, does it for this week's episode. Or, wait. No. 
I was just getting ready to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, don't don't stop. We're good. I think whatever else we have, I think we definitely can save for the next one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so for this week's episode, I'm Jeremy. I'm Leo. This is Nate. And I'm Scott. And we're the SDS guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs>